Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast. Streaming live on the Cowboys Beat podcast network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for August 22nd, 2022. And today we're going to be recapping the Cowboys versus the Chargers preseason week two. But before we get into the Cowboys versus Chargers recap, please make sure to go follow me on all my social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, Cowboys Beat on all those platforms. Make sure to go follow me over there. So without further ado, let's get into this Cowboys versus Chargers recap. Isn't it funny what happens when you're actually disciplined and don't commit 17 penalties in a game? You can actually beat a team by 14 points. Isn't that a great thing? The Cowboys won this game 32-18. to Look at what the Cowboys did against the Broncos and look at what they did against the Chargers. They did pretty much the same thing, right? They ran the ball effectively. Hell, I'd make the case that the Cowboys were running the ball more effectively on the Broncos than they did the Chargers. They weren't getting anything going over the air. The quarterback struggled just like they did against the Broncos. They were able to stop the run this week against the Chargers, just like they did against the Broncos. They struggled in some parts of the secondary, just like they did against the Broncos. But what was the difference from this week compared to last week? Well, the difference was they didn't commit 18 penalties this week. I'm sorry, it was 17 penalties. Let me correct myself there. They committed eight penalties, nine less penalties than they did last week. And look at the results, right? You weren't getting plays called back. You weren't giving the defense more opportunity to advance their field position because of penalties. You were actually a disciplined football team. And what happens when you're disciplined? You win football games. Mike McCarthy talked about it in his press conference last week that it was just the first preseason game and that people shouldn't overreact. I agreed with him. I didn't agree with the sentiment. If I'm the coach, I'm saying, look, it's unacceptable. I don't care what game it is. We commit 17 penalties in a game. We have to get better. That's the way I would have handled it. But I can't hate on Mike McCarthy because the team was more disciplined this week. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And that's why they won this game. They didn't do anything different from the Broncos game compared to the Chargers game. They were just more disciplined this week. And that's why they won this football game. It also doesn't hurt when you have two return touchdowns by a gentleman by the name of Kevante Turpin. And he is going to kick off our three takeaways from the game. My first takeaway from the game, Kevontae Turpin will be on this football team. There's no doubt about that. Two return touchdowns. He even playing in the second half. And what's crazy is it's not just that he had two return touchdowns in the entire game. He had two return touchdowns in a single half. That's absurd. Kevontae Turpin will be on this football team. And now that begs the question. So I think that there are five locks on this team at the receiver position. I think CD's a lock. I think Simi Fioko's a lock. Jalen Tolbert and Noah Brown. And now... Kevante Turpin is a lock to make this team at the receiver position. So right there, you have five receivers. Are you going to carry seven receivers? I talked about in the podcast earlier this week. I don't believe that that's a great idea to carry seven receivers. I think the Cowboys should carry six. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up carrying five receivers because 
you look at around at this team in the secondary, you're going to have to make a tough decision there. Look at the safety position. You have McQuamu and Bell. Those are two guys that are on the bubble there. I think Bell makes a team. McQuamu's on the bubble. He just had a great game. Are you going to cut him? I think you carry more guys in the secondary. You look at the defensive line. There's 12 guys on this team that are legitimate players on this league on that defensive line. I think that you should carry all of them because I think that Dan Quinn likes having a rotation at the defensive line, and I think that's going to be important for him. So you're going to have to go short at other positions. It wouldn't surprise me if they ended up going short at receiver. And if that's the case, if they end up having five receivers on this team, even still, Kevontae Turpin will still make this team. I mean, how are you going to look at this performance that he had this week and say, you're not on this team? You can't do that. Not only that, I think that Kevontae Turpin could be an effective weapon on offense as well. I mean, you see what he did with that end around. He was dead to rights. He was two yards behind the line of scrimmage. He made something happen. Here's my thing, though, with Kevontae Turpin in that play. You're faster than everybody who's pursuing you. Just run straight. Like, sometimes basics work in football. Just run straight. Don't try to juke out the defense. And then when he finally decided to just run straight, he ended up picking up a significant amount of yards. So I'm very impressed with Kevontae Turpin. He is definitely going to be on this team. And I hope that the Cowboys use him on this offense. Like, I hope that Kellen Moore schemes some plays for this guy. You get him out in space. You make some things happen with Kevontae Turpin. I think that he could definitely be an effective player on this team, not just from the special team standpoint, but also from the offensive standpoint as well. Now, the question is, are teams going to want to kick to Kevontae Turpin? I mean, let's be honest. If you were going up against a guy like Kevontae Turpin, would you want to kick to him? Because I sure as hell wouldn't want to kick to him. So that's a problem that the Cowboys could potentially run into when it comes to Kevontae Turpin. Teams are just not going to want to kick to him. So I, I, I just want to urge people, let's just pump the brakes on Kevontae Turpin. He had a fantastic game tonight. All the credit in the world to him. He had two return touchdowns in a half. That's absurd. Let's pump the brakes, though. Let's not set unrealistic expectations for Kevontae Turpin. People are already dubbing this guy the next Devin Hester. That's very high expectations. I love Devin Hester. Maybe one of the best return men that the league has ever seen. But let's just pump the brakes when it comes to comparing Kevontae Turpin to Devin Hester. He had a really good preseason game. Let's just leave it at that. My second takeaway is the Cowboys are running the ball really effectively in this preseason so far. And it starts at the offensive line. The two guys that are standing out to me are Tyler Smith and Matt Forniak. They're really able to open up holes. Forniak's doing a real good job at getting to the second level and blocking these linebackers. Tyler Smith's doing a good job at sealing off his assignment. This running game is really effective so far this preseason. And when you look at the running backs, Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis, I think that if the Cowboys are to carry three running backs on this team, they're going to have to have a tough decision to make, certainly. I think that Malik Davis should get the nod, to be honest with you. I think that Malik Davis was a more effective runner than Rico Dowdle was. Now, granted, I think Rico Dowdle is like a year older than Malik Davis, and Malik Davis is only a rookie. He's an old rookie. He's a 23-year-old rookie. So I would give the nod to Malik Davis. I understand why the Cowboys might want to give the nod to Rico Dowdle. It's not really a position battle that I'm really sweating over because neither of these guys are going to get significant reps on this team, but I think that's something to look for. But yeah, this offensive line when it comes to running the football, I think that they are a far better offensive line when it comes to run blocking than pass protection. At least the, the offensive line that's on the field right now. Now when we get into the regular season and we have guys like Ty Smith and Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, well, we know what we have in those guys. I think that we have a offensive line that can pass protect and run block. Now Tyler Smith, I love what he's doing in 
you know, run blocking, but his pass protection right now, and it's fine. Like his pass protection is fine, but I think that he can get a little better with his pass protection. I think there was a play where the safety got into the backfield. And I honestly believe that that was Josh Ball's fault. When you see, they ran a stunt and Tyler Smith kind of passed his guy over to Josh Ball. And then the guy went through Tyler Smith's gap and ended up getting to the quarterback. So that's something that we're going to have to look at. I really like what I saw from the offensive line as a whole outside of Josh Ball. But that's something that we're going to talk about later. The Cowboys are really running the ball effectively in this preseason so far. And that's something that the Cowboys are going to need to do going into next season or this season. They're going to have to run the ball effectively because right now this receiver core, it's unproven and we don't know what we have in our receivers. Granted, I trust in Dak Prescott to elevate the receivers on this team. But for right now, I don't love what we have at our receivers, especially with Gallup and James Washington hurt. I think that the way to go is to just run the football. And look, it's not like the Cowboys were getting anything going over the air. They were throwing some loaded boxes at us, but we were able to effectively run the football. Our guys versus your guys. We believe in our guys, and we're going to run the football right down your throat, and that's exactly what the Cowboys did. So credit to them. They're running the ball effectively, and you'll love to see it from the Cowboys. The defense as a whole, outside of the corners, man, I really love what I'm seeing from this defense. They're effective against the run, and not just the defensive line. You got guys like Jabril Cox. As soon as a lane opens up for these running backs, he's right in that lane making a play. Israel McQuamu came down from the third level to make plays in the running game. Israel McQuamu, man, what a player. We're going to talk about him down the line here. But, yeah, the defense as a whole, outside of the secondary, they're playing very well right now. And, and when you look at the defensive line rotation that the Cowboys have, this is their third team that's playing right now. Chauncey Golston, Tristan Hill, these guys are third-team guys that are playing. And just looking at the depth that we have on this defensive line, I think Dan Quinn is very excited to see what this defensive line is going to do this season. I know that Dan Quinn preaches this whole thing where he doesn't want any of these defensive linemen playing over 35 snaps. I completely understand that. I actually like his philosophy, and I really like the depth that we have at defensive line. Now, my question is this. Who would we cut on the defensive line out of the first 12 guys? Are we going to cut anybody out of those guys? If so, who's it going to be? Carlos Watkins? Well, you can't do that because Carlos Watkins had a very strong second half to his season last year. Are you going to cut Golston? No. He has a lot of potential. Are you going to cut Tristan Hill? I don't believe you should try, uh, cut Tristan Hill. He's had a good training camp. He's had a good preseason so far. So what are you going to do? I think they should go heavy on the defensive line. Why not? Dan Quinn will be able to exercise more rotation in his defensive line if you go heavy on the defensive line. So why not go heavy on the defensive line? Why not go light at running back and receiver? That's what I would do. Go light at running back and receiver. Go heavy in the secondary and the defensive line because there's so many guys here that you're not going to want to cut. Like Israel McQuamu is a guy who's on the bubble. Do you want to cut Israel McQuamu, especially after the preseason that he's been having so far? I don't want to do that. So I think the Cowboys are going to have to go heavy in secondary on the defensive line. And honestly, it would make sense. This defense is playing at a very high level right now. Granted, it's just a preseason and these guys aren't our starters, but I love how this defense is playing. Let's take a quick break here. If you haven't already, please make sure to follow the show and leave a rating on the podcast as well. Five stars would be great. We appreciate it. And let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about three players that stood out to me. Now, these three guys, we already talked about more than enough during this podcast. So I'm just going to go over them briefly and give a quick description as to why I put them up there. Kevontae Turpin, he had the two kick return touchdowns. That was big for the Cowboys. That's really what separated them in this game. I mean, he had two of them. The Cowboys ended up winning by 14 points. So there you go. That was the difference in the game. I believe that Kevontae Turpin is definitely going to 
make this team. And I think that he's going to get reps on offense as well. I think that Kellen Moore is going to have to get creative with Kevontae Turpin. And I think that he could be an effective piece on this offense. So I'm excited to see Kevontae Turpin going forward. Player number two that stood out to me was Israel McQuamu. Now he had four plays to me that really impressed me. He had the one play where Calvin Joseph blew the coverage. Receiver was about to come down with the ball. Israel McQuamu put a nice hit on the receiver, jarred the ball out. And it saved a big play for the Chargers. So that was a nice play by Israel McQuamu. He had the interception, of course, on the first drive. And then there were two plays that I saw where he came from the third level and made a play against the run. So I really like what I saw from Israel McQuamu this game. I think that he makes this team. And look, I just think that the Cowboys are going to go heavy in the secondary. I think that's what they're going to have to do. And unfortunately, Nishan Wright is most likely not going to be on this team. We're going to talk about Nishan Wright later. But... Yeah, Israel McQuamu, nice performance from him. Very good preseason so far. Number three is a guy that we talked plenty about, Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith has improved mightily from his days at Tulsa. You look at the player that he was at Tulsa and you compare him to the player that you see right now in the preseason. He's going up against better competition than what he was at Tulsa in these preseason games. I know that these guys that are playing in these preseason games, comparative to NFL talent, are nowhere near what regular NFL talent is, but they are better than the talent that he's played at Tulsa, and he's been a lot better against this talent than he was against the talent that he played against at Tulsa. So we are seeing big improvements from Tower Smith. When the Cowboys drafted Tower Smith, we all knew that this was a developmental prospect, right? And I think that the Cowboys have done a very good job at developing Tower Smith. The Cowboys do a really good job at developing their draft prospects. For all the hard time that people give Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, for some reason, they're able to draft exceptionally well. And this is another guy that I think the Cowboys hit a home run with. And I mean, this kid is a 21-year-old rookie, still raw, still has a lot to learn about the game. And he's been impressive so far in this preseason. So I like what I see from Tyler Smith, especially in the run blocking, right? You see some of the holes that this kid's able to open up for these running backs, him alongside Matt Forniak, who's a guy that not a lot of people are talking about. Matt Forniak's having a very solid preseason as well. Him and Tyler Smith are really gelling together. They're combo blocking effectively. Matt Forniak's getting to the second level. He's sealing off his defenders. And I mean, yeah, I'm impressed with what Tyler Smith's doing, but I'm also impressed with what Matt Forniak's doing. And I know this might be off topic. I would love to see Matt Forniak get some reps in at left guard because I believe that Connor McGovern is a right guard. He's a right guard. He's gonna. He should be the backup right guard on this team. I think we should give Matt Forniak some reps at left guard. He has that positional versatility. Why not do it? It's preseason. The hell with it, right? So, yeah, Tower Smith stood out to me this game and all the credit in the world to him on his development and how the Cowboys are doing with developing him. And also Duke Mannyweather as well. He's been working with Duke Mannyweather, and we all know the magic that Duke Mannyweather can do to these players. So, yes, Tower Smith, very impressed with him. Let's talk about three players that disappointed me this game. Number one, I hate to do it to you again, bro. I really do. Jalen Tolbert disappointed me this game. He had two plays in particular that I didn't love seeing. One of them was a pass from Cooper Rush. It wasn't the best ball in the world. It was catchable, and a good receiver's got to come down with that. Jalen Tolbert, you got to come down with that ball and extend the drive for your offense. There was another play where he could have had a touchdown. He didn't get his second foot in bounds. He had more than enough space to get that second foot in bounds. He didn't do it, and it cost his team a touchdown. They ended up scoring on that drive anyway, but I would have loved to have seen Jalen Tolbert come down with that and score a touchdown on that drive. Now, it is hard to get a gauge on these receivers. It definitely is because of the 
guys throwing them the football. And I am going to be a little harder on Jalen Tolbert than I am on pretty much any other player during this preseason due to the fact that Jalen Tolbert is going to be asked to play a very big role in this team, right? He's going to be the number two wide receiver day one, so he's going to really need to step up his game come the regular season. I'm not panicking. I don't think that the Cowboys should go out there right now and sign another receiver to be the wide receiver number two on this team. I still believe in Jalen Tolbert. I think that once Dak Prescott takes the helm, I think Jalen Tolbert will step up his play because I believe in Dak's ability to elevate the talent around him. And I think that Jalen Tolbert is a very talented receiver coming into this league as a young player. I'm not too worried about Jalen Tolbert, but I would like to see more from him this preseason for sure. Coming in at number two is Josh Ball. Man, Josh Ball is a mess. Is this our swing tackle this upcoming season? So if Tyron Smith gets hurt, we're going to have Josh Ball out there protecting Dak Prescott's blind side. That's a recipe for disaster. You're setting Dak Prescott up to fail if you decide to put Josh Ball in there and give him significant reps this upcoming season. The Cowboys need to go out and sign a legitimate swing tackle, a guy who has experience in this league, because they tried the Josh Ball experiment, and right now Josh Ball is not ready to play significant reps on this team. Maybe down the line I mean this is only Josh Ball's second season in the league he missed the majority of last season with injury so maybe down the line Josh Ball can be a serviceable player for you but at the moment Josh Ball is a complete and utter liability to this offensive line matter of fact I think other guys on the offensive line are picking up the slack for him I mean you see this guy in pass protection he is a complete and utter mess he's getting blown off the ball he's off balance he's lunging when he goes forward at the point of the attack he is not looking very good at the moment and this is a problem for the Cowboys so Josh Ball comes in at number two and I think the Cowboys have a real problem if Josh Ball is going to get significant reps for them this coming season. Coming in at number three is Nashawn Wright. Now, there was a play by Josh Palmer where the quarterback threw the ball down the field. Josh Palmer high-pointed the ball, made a very nice play on the ball. Nashawn Wright was covering him. He had solid coverage. All the props in the world to the receiver there. He made a good play. I'm not going to kill Nashawn Wright for that play. However, there were two plays in particular that Nashawn Wright had that are just unacceptable. Josh Palmer caught a ball off a screen, ran it in the end zone. Nashawn Wright was one of the last guys that could have tackled him. He didn't even make an attempt to tackle Josh Palmer. That's unacceptable. If you're trying to make a team, that's something that you don't do. There was another play as well. It was third and 17. The Cowboys had him dead to rights. The quarterback threw a ball short of the sticks, and Nashawn Wright got called for pass interference because he committed a pass interference penalty. That's unacceptable because even if the receiver would have caught the ball, you would have tackled him. It's fourth down in their territory. They're not going for it. They're punting the ball back to you. You can't make that play if you're trying to make a team. So Nashawn Wright, he's struggling right now and he's really in danger of getting cut from this team. And especially when you look at the secondary room right now, that is a beefy secondary room. They are heavy in that room. So it's a very competitive room as it is and Nashawn Wright isn't giving the Cowboys any reason to make the room more heavy than it already is so that's another player who disappointed me this game but that's going to be it for the Cowboys beat podcast for August 22nd 2022 I want to thank you guys for tuning in and make sure to go follow me on social media Cowboys beat on TikTok Twitter Instagram Twitch and YouTube and I'll see you guys next time thank you for listening to the Cowboys beat audio podcast please make sure to follow the show and leave a review We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.